welcome to the second week of our homeschool journey. As was expected, the first week did not go as planned. And I knew from all of your experience that that would happen. Uh, I did have a couple things, situations that happened that I really did not expect. I learned by working with my my children at home 101, I really was able to see their weaknesses, like their weak area stood out. I did not really understand the impact that last spring had on my own children's academic progress. They are definitely further behind than what I expected them to be. Now, I'm not concerned because working with homeschool, it's like I can really tailor the learning activities based on what they need. So I am excited about that in a lot of ways. I'm glad that I'm doing homeschool and I can really work with them one-on-one versus them sitting in a classroom. And I could be wrong, but I know how I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher all my life. And I know you're used to teaching your curriculum the way you teach it and you expect students to already be at a certain point when they come into your classroom. And I'm sure uh, teachers are having a lot of frustration right now because if the rest of the students are like my own children, then they're about a half a year behind because here in Arizona, we went on spring break, like the first part of March, and they never went back into the classroom. And everything was so uh, unorganized and teachers were not prepared that learning did not continue through the spring. Now, with my full-time job, I actually teach teachers at the community college level. So I'm their support center for helping them to get their skills up to speed, learn new teaching strategies, get their courses online. So in the spring, I was working way, way too many hours, but I wish I had not been so overwhelmed with my day job that I would have realized I should have started homeschooling my own children in the spring. The thought did cross my mind And I even reached out to the school district about potentially homeschooling my children. And of course, they discouraged me from doing that. But now I wish I would have went ahead and started homeschooling them in the spring and still waiting till this academic year to start it. I know that's already passed, water under the bridge, right? So we're doing it now and we're good. I'm glad that we are doing it. I'm not sure how instruction's going with our students and, you know, that are in the public school systems and how teachers are handling it, but I hope they're doing well because they're in a tough situation. They, they really are. Okay. So moving on the, besides really understanding the weaknesses or seeing the weaknesses of my children and where they need help academically, I started with, um, curriculum way quicker than I expected but part of that was I see the weaknesses and then the second part was 
both of my children are requiring a lot of one-on-one time. So where I thought we would be working together at the same time, that's not quite working out. There's four years difference in between my children. So I've got a fifth grader and a first grader. Well, the difference in grade levels is a little bit too much. And even though I can have common activities, there's a huge difference in the skill level. So I'm having to spend more one-on-one time with them and helping them, especially the younger one. Uh, My younger one cannot read at all. Uh, That was part of the problem with school last year. They were giving him worksheets and expecting him to be able to read and he can't. Now the one thing, the one application I have him using is Prodigy. The great thing about Prodigy, he loves math, he likes to do math, but he can't read the question to be able to do the math. Well, Prodigy has the option to have the question read to him. So that's helping Al a lot. He knows to push the speaker, the problem will be read, the answers are read, and then he's actually able to come up with the answer for the math problem. That is helping out tremendously. Uh, I know Prodigy's maybe not the best uh, math application or curriculum type tool for children, at least according to reviews that I've read, but my son likes it, he enjoys it, and it gets him it gets him working and playing and having fun. So at this point, that's what I need. I need him to be engaged and to enjoy learning. So whatever he's learning, um, I sit with him and work with him. I, I know where his weaknesses are. He knows his numbers, so we're good. He knows his numbers but he's really having problems with counting and just basic addition. So I'm hoping that app will help get him up to speed. We sat yesterday. I know it was Sunday. That's one thing I'm learning with homeschooling. Homeschooling does not stop. I've always said I homeschool anyways, even though my kids went to public school. I was always homeschooling doing something, but we spent almost an hour just playing on the app yesterday. So we, we do a lot of one-on-one time with it, even though he can work independently on it. Now with my older son, uh, with the math, it's the same thing. I was, try, I was having to spend too much one-on-one time with him to work, to develop his math skills. I don't have a problem with that other than I'm having to split my time between two boys because we can't do them together. I did a little bit of research and at all the homeschoolers recommendations, at least for the Facebook East Valley group, thank you very much, I signed him up for Beast Academy. My son's not loving it. Uh, He's okay with it. It started him at one level and this is when I realized uh, the, the gap in his learning. So where Beast Academy started him, I actually had to drop him back. And I don't think it's not, it's not so much that he couldn't do the level that they started him at. He was getting way too aggravated with it and the, the confidence was not there. So I went ahead and dropped him back. So he's reviewing some of what he learned last year and probably picking up a lot of the skills that he did not get to learn in the springtime, but that will build his confidence so he's able to move forward. I've went into the application and actually looked at what he's doing and you can see uh, he's progressing much quicker and having more success. 
So keep that in mind too. Don't feel like you have to have your child working at the level that the application says or that you think the public school says. Just get them where they need to be so they're successful and they'll enjoy learning. The rest of the week I had planned out around a monster truck theme. And the monster truck theme went really well with my boys. I have two boys. We go to monster jams uh, probably about once a year. So they they love that uh, that topic. My older son really got into it. He got very interested in the physics of the trucks and how they jump and land and the velocity and kinematic equations. So we were looking at all that information. I also added on an additional activity because as we were going, he had uh, more interest. So the one thing we came across when we were listening to the Monster Truck Tech video, it was a video that you could find off of Amazon Prime. We came across how the chassis of the truck, so basically the whole framework that protects the driver, used angles. Well, part of his lesson in Beast Academy was learning the different type of angles. So we were learning the right angle, the obtuse, and the acute. Well, we were able to apply that into the frame of the monster truck. So we created another lesson and activity off of the combination of topics and uh, what they were doing in their curriculum work. Now for this week, I'm taking a little different approach. Well, it's kind of the same approach, but I've added more structure into their day. When they were first getting up, they, instead of having breakfast and going outside and playing, like I think normal kids should, they're wanting to hop on their iPads and get started with, they really want to do math first, but I force them to do reading and writing first because they don't like reading and writing. And that's their weakest area for both of my boys. So as soon as they get up, we typically sit down, do about 20 to 30 minutes of reading and writing and then they'll sit down and have breakfast and take a little break. With that, just adding some structure. So the goal is 20 minutes. 20 minutes with reading, writing. 20 minutes with uh, math. My older son, uh, he's doing 20 minutes with Spanish. So with him for Spanish, we're just doing Duolingo right now. He, once again, it's the same thing. It's, it's not, it's a little bit gamified but more of, you know, that instant reward and recognition of getting things right. We've done that app in the past together, but I've set him up with his own account where now he's gonna learn and uh, track his progress on his own. So it's kind of cool because he can go through the application and he can learn words based on the categories that he's interested. So that's a good one. They have, I don't know, I think there's like 20 different languages you can learn through that app. So if you want your child to start learning another language, that's a good app to explore. It's even free, and it's free to a certain extent. We're using the free version right now. I want to see how it goes and how long he sticks with it. But with free, you earn so many points per day and then in hearts. When you've used up your hearts, you can no longer use the app. So right now he stays on the app, which is about 10 to 15 minutes until his hearts are used up. One reason I'm doing this 
I haven't went ahead and bought the app. And the main reason I haven't bought the app is because my son likes to rush through things. And instead of actually taking time to figure out the correct answer, he likes to just guess. And then, you know, when you get it wrong, just keep guessing until you get it right. Well, I want him to actually think through the process and actually look at what he's doing. So by having the free version and having a limited amount of hearts per, uh, having a limited amount of hearts, I'm trying to force him to slow down and take time to actually think through the question, the problem, the answer. And this is a common problem that I see even in math. He's rushing through stuff. He just wants to, and a lot of that is our instant gratification and YouTube culture. So I'm hoping by not buying the app for right now, I can get him to slow down. And once I see that he's slowing down, taking his time, then I will probably go ahead and purchase the app for him. So keep that in mind if you're, if you've got little active hyper boys like I do, <laughs> try to take advantage of that time to slow them down. Um, the, so after he does Spanish, then we move to the math and they both do math. After math, we will do a activity together. So this week activities are designed around National Farming Week. So I looked at the national calendar to see what was happening this week. And I, there were three different themes I could have went with. Not only did I look at the National Farming Week, I looked at each day of the week to see what the national days were, international days, food days. As you know, there's multiple calendars that share different reasons to celebrate the day or different things that are recognized. And there were three themes for this week that I picked up on. One was Clown Week, but there weren't a lot of days, you know, actual celebration days or recognized days to kind of connect to Clown Week. The other one was water quality because it's actually uh, water quality month. And there were a couple of themes that tied in with salt water because we just came back from the beach. Uh, it's been like four weeks ago now. But just being at the beach, you know, we were learning about the crabs and the oysters in the water. And so there were several uh, days that tied like oyster week and lighthouse week, water quality. So there were several themes and I was going to go with that. But I decided to go with Farming Week because there were a lot of food days. I know we've got a zucchini day, um, today's watermelon day, and then we have our own garden in our backyard where we're starting to get cantaloupe out of it. So I thought I would go with farming. The other thing too, when we were at the beach, that we were going through a potato farm and we got to see like every couple days something different was happening on the potato farm. So we're going to look at farming and the technology behind farming each day. I'm not going to be as uh, ambition, as ambitious this week because last week I had like three or four activities around the topic. This time I'm trying to have one or two activities per day based on the topic. So the morning will start out with their structure of reading and writing, 
uh, maybe some sight word practice, hopping into Spanish, and then hopping into uh, math, and then we'll get into our topic of what we're actually looking at. So today it's more about what is farming, what's considered farming, what are the different types of farms, because farming's not just uh, our traditional idea of what farming is. And then we'll get into looking at what farms are near us. Is there a farm we might be able to go visit toward the end of the week? Uh, I'm a big technology person. That's part of my career. So we'll look at the technology behind farming because I know that has really developed over the years. And they're doing all kinds of neat things. And farmers are actually inventing a lot of other technologies that they can use and that the rest of us can benefit from. So I'm excited to explore that. We did not get out on Friday. If you've listened to my podcast or looked at any of our stuff previously, we like to get outside on Friday. Well, here in Arizona on Friday, it was 116 degrees, I think is what it reached. I tried really, really hard to try to find something outside, just could not get outdoors at all. Just way too hot. We have a pool, so of course we were in the pool. Uh, We tried to go to a local pool where they have like water slides, but it was reservation only and there was a long wait list. I put my name on the wait list, but we didn't get to do that either. But I'm hoping this week, it's only going to be 111 this week, so maybe we can get out to a farm briefly in the morning before it gets too hot. I know there's a couple farms nearby, but I'm not sure what their policies are right now because of the coronavirus, but we'll explore that. Do the same in your home or your town. Check to see if there's a farm maybe you can go visit. I'd love to talk to a farmer, but I know they're very busy this time of the year, so that might not be possible. Okay. Well, share what you guys are doing, what's working, what's not working, and I will do another update toward the end of this week, beginning of next week on week two. I know there's still a lot to learn as far as homeschooling my own children, and uh, it's, it's, I'm actually enjoying it. It's a lot more work, but part of, part of the work is what I create, I'm trying to share out. So it's taken a little bit more time than if I just came up in my head of, oh, we're going to do this and then we'll do it. But I'm trying to create worksheets and other things that I can share with parents and put out there for you guys to use. Okay, well, have a great homeschool week. Enjoy your children. And I'm like you guys, I'm looking for those co-op opportunities. So keep your eyes open. I know most of the ones popping up in my area just haven't quite worked as far as the age of my students. A lot of them tend to be the older children. But yeah, look for co-op opportunities and stay safe. We will see you next week. Bye.